Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. Mike, man, thank you so much for joining KJ Live. So this show, is I started as an IG Live show, but I got hit up for a podcast. So uh, what we're doing now, we're going to be using the audio file for a podcast, and we're going to be putting out videos uh, of our interview. So I appreciate you joining, man. Uh, I had Damon on. No problem. Thanks for having me. I had Damon Stoudemire on uh, last week or so, and so we had a chance to Uh chop it up and stuff like that. So now just to get get another Arizona legend on the show, bruh. I got mixed feelings. I got mixed feelings about this. You know what I'm saying, man? Because no, we, I mean, it, it was all good. I mean, we played. It was good. You know what I mean? It was it was good battles back in the day. You know what yeah, I mean? That's all that matters. So I mean, the battles were amazing, man. The, the level, man, the level of Pac-10 basketball back then, Mike, was was unbelievable. Just start off the interview. Let's talk about 
our heyday, the golden era of Pac-10 basketball, man. Why did you decide to go to Arizona from Jump Street? I always wanted to know that. I mean, it was it was I mean, a big reason with that was Coach Olson. You know, I mean, he the way I went down to the to the um, when you go down there to visit the school. I mean, the way I, that everybody made me feel, the way Coach Olson was, Coach Evans. I mean, I knew when I left there, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, to go there. But yeah. the funny thing is, I went. I think a couple of weeks before um, I committed, I went to UCLA. I, I did like an unofficial visit to UCLA. I went yeah. to a game. You know, the crowd was chanting my name when I walked yeah. in the thing, and yeah. you know, I met I met Coach Herrick in, in in his office and stuff. So, I mean, it was UCLA was close second, but you know, I was kind of a mama's boy, so I was like, you know, I want to be away from home, but not too far. So, yeah. you know, it was like an hour, fifteen minute drive. I came back, I drove back every weekend. So, I mean, it, it was close to home, but it wasn't real close. So, I, I was good with that. And the UCLA thing, man, like my pop, he played there. Your pop played there. How much of that and you creating your own path had to do with you attending Arizona? I mean, I think it had, I think it had a big a big uh, thing with it, too, because, you know, like I said, I want to do my own path. Everybody always everybody always looked at me as Henry Bibby's son. You know what I mean? And, and, and me, I wanted to get away from that. I wanted to be Mike Bibby, make a name for myself and, you know, go as far as I could as my, as my hard work could get me. Yeah. What, what do you attribute? Well, let, let me put it like this. When you came in as a freshman, you was ready. I mean, you was already league ready. You was high level as a freshman dog. People don't talk about you enough as far as like one of the early guys that was really league ready as a freshman. How did you get so good Bib, so quickly uh, in high school? Like what kind of training was you on? Like I, I, when I was in high school, I was, I, I was, I mean, I'd go to the parks. I'd play basketball on an eight-foot hoop. I'd play – I was always playing basketball. And, you know I mean, my mom would always drag – I say drag me because, you know, at, at that age, I'm better than everybody else. Mom, I don't need to do that, Mom. You know I mean? I'm just going to play basketball and do so. She'd always drag me to go work on my jump and work on my foot speed, work on this and that. And once I got to college, um, that's when I started working on my jumper. You know, I could always score – but as far as getting getting a, a jumper and a consistent jumper, you know, I worked with Josh Passner. Every, we were in the gym every day. And, you know, I mean, even if we couldn't get in the gym, volleyball or somebody was in the gym, we'd go to the elementary school outside and make 50 shots. So it was, I was always doing something. If we couldn't get in, I, I made sure I did something. And, you know, I just I just worked my butt off. And I always told myself, I'm going to be the reason why I don't make it. So I'm not going to let nobody else, you know, chop me down or – embarrassment on the court and i just always said i'm gonna make sure i get there yo you your um your soft your sophomore year is when y'all won it all right no freshman year no so freshman year so your freshman year nah yeah so talk about that run man because your freshman year we actually had beat y'all twice mm-hmm. and it we, didn't, you yeah. were barely 500 in the pack 10 i think what, how, how did y'all click in man i don't oh, i don't even know how we were hoping to get into the tournament Cause we were like fifth or sixth in the, in the pack 10. Fifth, fifth. Yeah. Cause we, I mean, we, I mean, it was so like we'd beat this team, then we're losing this team. So, I mean, we, we were losing, we'd win more games at home than lose at the road. So, I mean, we were just hoping to get in and we got the number four seed. We were like, Oh, Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, conference is tough too. So um, we just got high the rights and we had, we, I think we struggled maybe the first two games of, of the tournament, I mean, college, college of Charleston, 
and South Alabama. We we had like I think we were down a half, maybe both games, but um, you know, we went into one of the games and Coach Olsen just sat me down in front of the team and was like, Mike, I need you to be more aggressive. I need you to shoot the ball. I need you to do this. Cause I'm, you know, I kind of catered to the older guys and this and that and figure out how my turn when it came. And him telling me that kind of opened it up for me. Like, don't be afraid to take shots. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. And that's the big thing that I don't think coaches do today is give your, give the kid enough confidence to play it to where he doesn't have to look over his shoulder. Am I going to come out if I miss this shot? And, and, and I mean, it, it helps the kid grow. I mean, be it grow as a man and it helps him play. Yeah. It helps you play through stuff, figure out stuff on your own, man. Instead yeah. of, and plus you can't develop no rhythm, man. Getting yanked out the game every five minutes. It's the yeah, worst, you know, bro. That's not good. I mean, it's the worst that you have to look over your shoulder. Okay. I miss a shot. It's like getting the tub, you know what I mean? Exactly. Tough, but um, but that kind of opened the door for me of, yeah, you know, kind of let's go. We, we have a good chance that we're playing good now. And, you know, I mean, we had tough games all the way through. We played Providence. Um, we played Kansas. Kansas, I think, might have been undefeated. Um, then we get North Carolina next and then Kentucky. So we had a tough – we had a tough road all the way. We just, like I said, you get hot at the right time. That's all that matters. We got hot at the right time. Yeah, yeah. we was down in um, Mexico. So we had lost in the Elite Eight to uh-huh. uh, Minnesota. And so we shook to Cabo for spring break. Uh-huh. So we down in a bar in Cabo watching y'all win the thing, man. I got to tell you, I never <laughs> got a chance to tell y'all how proud we were and we how much we was rocking that. with y'all. We were rolling. That. Don't get it twisted. because Just because we battled and just because we went head up, at the end of the day, we were right. I was riding with y'all, man. You you turned it out. My favorite part though was when you broke out the phone posits, uh, <laughs> the blue joints, dog. Uh, hey, you broke. What, what happened? How did tell me that story? So we, uh, you know, back then it isn't like today to where everybody your shoes were matching your uniform, no matter what it was. If it's red, you're wearing red shoes. You know what I mean? You match like that. So then, a good Nike guy came to us and was like, hey, I got this shoe that isn't out yet. You know what I mean? Me growing up, not be able to get any shoes and stuff like that, I was all for it. So he, he he came to the team and said, you know, I got a shoe. It's not your guys' color, but it's not out yet. So I said, I don't care what color. I'm, I'm wearing them. And, you know, I mean, they gave them to everybody on the team, but, you know, certain people wore them, certain people didn't. But, I mean, it was it was a heavy shoe. Like I said, I don't care what it was, how it felt, how whatever, I was wearing it. You, and, you know, it kind of it kind of got my shoe game – started my shoe game at a high level back then. It kind of pushed me through to the NBA. Man, y'all was killing it. Y'all uniforms, y'all shoes, y'all was early in the game on being like since Michigan. To me, it was like Michigan, North Carolina, and then AZ, y'all mm-hmm. era, as far as the Swedish uniforms, hands down. Like I was rolling, especially when y'all wear the white and the reds, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was hoping to try to get the red uniforms. They, they got the red uniforms when I left. So when I was there, we only had white and navy blue. So Yeah, yeah. Looking at you guys, like you guys were like, I knew all you guys, you know, Cameron Dollar, uh, Toby Bailey, O'Bannon. I mean, I knew, like, I'm looking at you guys like, damn, I watched these guys on TV and now I'm out here on the court with them. So, I mean, it, it, was, it was crazy looking at that and, and being there and playing against you guys and playing against everybody that we played against. Staying on Arizona, they just hired a new head coach, Tommy Lloyd, top assistant at Gonzaga. What are your thoughts on the hire and the direction of your, your program? I don't, I don't know. I don't know much about him. Um, you know, I hope it goes in the right direction. You know, I mean, it's been on a bad, 
situation for a while now. And, I mean, just to see them, whoever's at the realms, just to see them get the recruits that they should be getting, um, get the top players in the country like they used to get, um, and just see the, the, the school succeed and the, and the basketball program succeed like it should. You know, like how Coach Olsen left it. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully it, it'll get there with Tommy Lloyd. He's he he's supposed to be a really good recruiter, one of the top international recruiters in the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, and players really hasn't been a problem for y'all. I don't think not, not in my opinion. Y'all always got some guys, you know, y'all always got some dudes over there in Arizona. So uh, hopefully you get back on the right track. Yes, hopefully. Talk, talk about your sophomore year and why you decided to come out early. Did you get a guarantee? Did you know you was going to be top five? No, I um. My freshman year, I knew I wasn't ready. You know, my my age, um, being young, and just knew I wasn't ready physically, mentally. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to play in the NBA. Um, I had a good off season. Came back in the summer, um, was ready. Had a great great sophomore year. I think I got Pac-10 Player of the Year, um, and I knew I was ready. Just the just the from the change of my confidence when I was a freshman to my confidence when I was a sophomore was told it was it was off the charts and I knew I was I knew I was ready then um didn't really know when I was going to get picked when I when I made that decision but you know I mean it was time for me to go I didn't really think I had anything else to accomplish there I just had a my son when I was in, in college my sophomore year uh, had to provide for him had to provide for my family so it was t- it was time for me to go did you Talk about the pre-draft process and some of your workouts. Who were you matched up against as far as on the workout scene? Or did you have anybody that you went up? No, I, I worked out. I only worked out. I, my agent was David Falk. Oh. So, you know, I mean, he, back yeah. then he was the, yeah. the top-notch guy, whatever he says goes. Yes. And I only worked out for the Clippers. They had the number one pick. And I I went in there, worked out. I had a great workout. Shot the shit out the ball. Um, when I left, the equipment guy gave me like a duffel bag of Clippers stuff. So I'm like, shit, they, they're going to pick me then. You know what I mean? So I didn't mm-hmm. even think nothing about it, whatever. That's the only work I had. Um, we didn't figure out that they were going to pick all little candy till probably minutes before the draft, start uh, before the pick came out. Right. You know what I mean? Because it was going back and forth. They don't know who they're going to pick you. They don't know who they kept. Like David kept telling me, they don't know who they're going to pick. So I was like, and then he came and said, they're going to take all of candy. I was like, damn. I mean, there's, I mean, everything happens for a reason. I think there's a lot of pressure on the number one pick. There's not as much pressure on the number two pick as there is on number one. So I, in, back then, the Clippers um, organization was a little iffy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, everything happens for a reason. I, I, had a, I think I had a good career, played 14 years, and everything happens for a reason. So, yeah. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May fourteenth. Get twenty five dollars tickets to over five thousand shows. That's up to seventy five percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like Twenty One Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I, I'm just curious. I, everybody I bring on the show, man, I talk about draft night. 98, that was my draft. I didn't get my name called. You got called the second pick of the draft. Mike, talk about that moment, man, when you heard your name called. What, describe the emotions that, that took you, over your body. You know what? I don't want to sound like, you know what I mean, that I didn't like Vancouver. I didn't like the city. I didn't like the team or what. But um, being 19 years old, 20 years old, going to live in a different country was scary for me. You know what I mean? And I sat – I went up before when – when I knew that they were going to take all of the candy, Vancouver already said they are going to draft me next. And I remember looking out the window like – then I don't want to be, I don't want to play. And I never dreamt of playing in Canada. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it was scary for me. I had a family, uh, a newborn son, um, 20 years old and moving to a different country. Like I said, I was a mama boy. So I was kind of, I was kind of scared. So I, you know, I told them, I said, nothing, to, not that I told uh, Stu Jackson and Brian Hill that, you know, nothing against the city, nothing against your team, nothing against you guys. But as a kid, I drew, I grew up as dreaming of playing, you know, NBA in, in, in the States and stuff, but I don't want you guys to pick me. And they were like, well, we're going to pick you anyway. So I was like, oh, man. So, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to do kind of the Steve Francis thing and everybody hate me anyway, you know what I mean? But uh, 
like I said, I think it worked out for the best. You know, I, I had three good seasons there, um, made friends of there, whatever, and um, and got traded from there to Sacramento. And I think that's when my career jump started. Yeah, and let's talk about uh, the Sacramento era. That was one of the one of the greatest eras of a team um, that we've seen. I'll be honest, I ever. You guys are up there with one of the top teams in NBA history, especially one that didn't win a championship. My dad's Bucks teams are up there in the 80s. They always mm-hmm. get to the Eastern Conference Finals, couldn't get past Philly and Boston. I, I, I put the Kings in your era up there. Talk about what that era was like and why you flourished. You had your best basketball in Sacramento. Why did you flourish with that crew so much? Um, it was just how comfortable that they made me feel. You know, I, I got traded for a fan favorite, team favorite, NBA favorite, um, Jason Williams. And coming in, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if the guys would, you know, kind of turn their nose up to me or the fans would turn their nose up to me or whatever. But when I got there, they made me feel like I had played, been playing there for 10 years. And it was there was no egos. There was no – we knew Webb was the, the, the alpha dog. So everybody kind of fell in line behind Webb. And we knew that sometimes it was going to be your night. Sometimes it wasn't. So, I mean, we had enough good guys on our team that could score 25 to 30 points a game and, and win and win. So, you know I mean? There was never, I've been on teams where, damn, I ain't getting my shots. I didn't get my shots and I didn't score my points and act different. And being with them, it doesn't matter. Everybody always act the same, no matter. Um, like I said, Vladi is one of the, my, best teammates I ever had because he kind of showed me that it doesn't matter how many points you score. We're winning. Everybody looks good. Um, he's the same. He was the same body where he scored five points or 25 points. And it rubbed off on everybody, I think. And, and everybody knew that as long as we win, we're going to be fine. And that's what happened. Yeah. Describe what it was like to have Vladi and Peja Stojakovic uh, as teammates, I've always been fascinated with European basketball, high level Serbians, mm-hmm. Yugoslavian type dudes. They always got game. I always wonder what it's like to be on a team with them type of cats. They're high, high IQ, you know, not a, they're very good passers. Uh, yeah, I remember Paige was like 6'10, 6'11, <laughs> shooting that like that. So yes, yes. I think he was like one of the first guys to really to really be a sharpshooter and that tall. Oh. Um, but Vladi, Vladi was one of the probably top three best passers. I probably played with uh, Brad Miller was a great passer. Uh, Webb was a great passer. I played with so many great passers yeah. where the ball didn't always have to be in my hands. And, you know, I was a lot, I, I'm a lot, I was good at catching and shooting one dribble pull-ups and stuff. That was the game back then. And I kind of, I won't say mastered it, but I, that, that's all I did in the summer was one dribble pull-ups, two dribble pull-ups, standstill shots. So in that offense, the um, Princeton offense was easy to play that game because that's that's the way I worked out all the time. So so wait, Rick Adelman was coach, right? Yes. So he put in the Princeton offense. That was yeah, you guys. Coach Carrill. Coach Carrill uh, was there. So right. he had the offensive pass and cut and back wow. doors, and it was hard for people to prepare for us because it was never known what we were going to do. And, and you know, the NBA game is you get five, six, seven, eight plays. You go over those plays. This is how we're going to play it. It was hard to set up for us because we'd split. Someone would cut. You don't know who's going to cut. Someone would stand there. And so it was, it was hard to guard us. Yeah. It's, see, Chris Webber, um, you know, obviously growing up, you know, C-Webb was man-child. He was that one dude that we all kind of was like, yo, that's C-Webb. How was mm-hmm. it playing playing with C-Webb? And 
is he everything that we think he is as a basketball player? Yes, he is, and, and even better person. You know, I mean, I grew – we're still friends to this day. And him on the court, you know, I mean, he made the right plays. It didn't matter. Like I said, he – he was going to get his points regardless. You know what I mean? He was going to give you 28 and, and 10 to 12 every night. So he was never worried about, oh, I'm not getting my shots. And he played the game. And I think that's what made everybody play so good to be get, uh, together because our top player was a great passer and didn't mind giving the ball and the ball wouldn't stick and this and that. So everybody fed into that, seeing him do it. We had to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it just – it's just the whole team, like all the way down from the coaching staff to the um, trainers to the, the fan, every, everything. That was one of the amazing, most amazing places I played. And the reason why I wanted to go there, um, I remember I was in Vancouver and the owner, rest in peace, Michael Heiser, he passed away. He, um, he said, Mike, we're moving the team. Uh, we're going to try to start over. You know, is there any place you want to go? So I gave him five teams and – he came back and said, what's the number one team you want to go to? And I told him Sacramento. And the reason why is I remember we were probably in last place, Vancouver, and we played there um, our last game of the season. So we're going home afterwards in a packed crowd. You know what I mean? There's however many people with the fans, it's, it's packed. And just seeing that coming to watch us play, you know, we go to a lot of games. Nobody wants to see us play because we're, we're losing. You know what yeah. I mean? So no one wants to see that. So – being there and having so like that, I want I want to be in this type of atmosphere. I want to play here, and he got it done. I mean, like he, a couple of weeks later, of all the matchups that you guys had with the Lakers, Shaq and Kobe led Lakers. What was the most memorable series um, for you? I think that that um, two thousand one, two thousand two. It was just um, playing against. I think maybe two of the top five players to ever play the game. Um, Shaq was probably the most dominant player I've seen. Uh, it's just a, just his way, his size, the way he moved, how quick he was, how strong he was. Um, and Kobe is, you know, the second coming of Jordan. So, I mean, to play, be on the court at the same time with those guys and that type of series, um, it's just – it's surreal. I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of fathom. You know I mean? Still look back at it like, dang, I was on the court – with those guys in front of all those movie stars and we should have beat them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it was, it was frustrating, but it was good. I think it made us grow up a little bit. I wish they would have kept the team together a little longer. Um, but you know, I mean, it, it happens. They started trading off people and, 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 and everybody had to move on. Yeah. You know, it happens. A couple more Kings questions. What did you, what, how, what was that locker room like when Shaq called you guys the Queens that one time? What y'all, what y'all do with that? We know we just laughed about it. You know what I mean? We know that he's a showman and, you know what I mean? He was trying to get a show and, and stuff like that, but uh, we paid him no mind. You know, we knew we were the better team. Uh, we knew we should have won the series, but we, we, we knew we were the best. We knew we were the best team in the league that year. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I mean, kidding. I was in LA talking trash. I mean, I was going to movie premieres and sitting <laughs> with the actors like it's over for them. Nothing, there's nothing they could do. No matter what they do, it's over with, wow. uh, you know, eat my words, but I mean, I mean, I, I knew we were a better team. Yeah. And then uh, last one on the Kings, um, the, uh, the Rick Fox, Doug Christie fight. What are you? I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't there for that. I, I had broke my foot. I broke my fifth metatarsal 
in the training in, in the preseason. Oh, oh. me or Webb weren't there. Oh, okay. we were watching it from home, and um, <laughs> that was wild. Doug, you, you can't mess with Doug. Doug's a silent assassin. You don't talk much, but he'll, you know, I mean, he he'll do what needs to be done. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think I just watched the other day. You know, I mean, he threw the ball. In, or either through arm and hit Doug in the face, or through, but he did something to Doug. But I mean, I think it was deserved. Yeah, that was a great that was a great moment that we'll never forget it in NBA <laughs> in NBA history, and, dog. And that was a preseason game. I, that's that crazy. was preseason. preseason. Preseason, it was turned up, and that's just yeah. sort of shows you the bad blood and the rivalry between yeah. the, the Kings and the Lakers. So then after um, Sacramento, oh, well, actually, I just want to talk about just on an NBA perspective. Who were some of maybe the veterans or mentor or guys that were older that sort of, you know, took not took you under their wing, but would offer words of advice, wisdom, encouragement? Um, you got to remember, we like when I was in Vancouver, our veterans were Sharif Abdurrahim. Mm. He was 21. Mm. Um, country was, I think, 23 or 24. Yeah. You know, we had some older guys like. Lee Mayberry was a point guard. He had broken his foot, I think, like in the preseason. So, you know, he was getting his treatments and stuff and, and stuff like that. I don't know how – I can't remember how long he mm-hmm. stuck around. But, I mean, there was – we had like – they would give us like the older, older guys. Like we had uh, Antoine Carr, mm. Grant Long. Um, wow. I mean, guys, Ike Austin. We had, we had good wow. guys that, yeah. you know, were, were tough guys and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, it was never really – I mean, I don't know if we got too caught up in just getting our butts beat so much <laughs> that we just let's get this over with. Let's just go out there and play our games. And but I mean, it it, it was tough. Like we'd be in every game until like the end. Yeah. You know I mean, once the end, like the last two minutes, it it will they'll pull it away from us. But um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Well, we can segue over to the Hawks. I, I spent a lot of time down in Atlanta. And, I, and you know, when you went to Atlanta, describe your mindset when you were going down to Atlanta and the experience in uh, with the Hawks organization. So what, what happened was the year before I got traded, we, I was supposed to get traded to, to Lakers or to Cleveland. So I talked to um, I talked to Kobe. Rest in peace. I talked to uh, my agents, talked to the owners and stuff from the from Cleveland. So we were trying to work something. I was trying to get to the Lakers, but I don't think the Maloofs were going to send me in the same conference and right down the street to the rivals. So that was kind of out the window. But then um, it was supposed to be Cleveland, and then it fell through. So I finished that year with the Kings. And then the next year came up, it was supposed to be Cleveland again. Um, and I remember telling my agent, like, he's like, you got to wait till after the All-Star break. Nothing's going to happen now. And so I went to sleep and my son woke me up like, Dad, you just got traded to the Hawks. I said, to where? <laughs> to Atlanta. I said, I was like, what? That they, I've never heard me getting traded to Atlanta. You know what I mean? But they pulled it off. And going there, I knew I was going to be the Vladi Divox of the Hawks as far as getting guys together, going to eat dinner, spending time with each other liking each other. You know, everybody doesn't like each other on these teams. <laughs> like each other. Uh, and just, like I said, get it all together. We went from, I think we won like 37 games. I mean, I was there for half the year, but 37 games the first year to my last year there with Coach Woodson winning 54. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I'm not saying I changed the whole thing around, but I think I brought a mentality of have fun, be out there, loosen up. 
We're with each other so much. It's a game. Play together. Have fun. And, and, and Mike Woodson was probably one of the best coaches I ever had in that aspect of ask us how we feel. How do you guys feel? You tired? Okay, get, just get some shots, get some rest. Get in here. And, I mean, he, he kept it live. He was funny. Great X and O guys. Probably the best coach I've had. And, yeah. I mean, that made it a lot better of him. I mean, he, he had those guys when they were young. Yeah. Josh Smith, um, Marvin Williams, he had all them to where now they're veterans now and kind of groomed them, all those guys, and, you know, made them better. Made them better people and better players. Yeah. Well, so, um, going to Atlanta, that, that's what that was my main thing. Just, you know, I was, I know I wasn't going to be a high scorer anymore. I knew coming in, I just had to be a leader. And that was the main thing I had to do. That's awesome, man. With guys like yourself that can morph into that role in the NBA, that's part of the secrets of keeping a job and staying around in the league for mm-hmm. a long time. You know how to mm-hmm. flip it. You know, a lot of yeah. guys can't accept that, but it takes, yeah. it, t- it takes a real one. To, to recognize that. Um, yeah, I, remember, I remember talking to Jamal Crawford and he was like, I want to start. I want to start. I said, Jamal, you got player of the year. You're going, you got player of the year. What do you get three times? Yeah. That's, that's a big, that's a big <laughs> thing. And you're finishing the game. Just let me start and play my 15 minutes and you go ahead and finish the game off. And it's fine. <laughs> and, and, and he finally realized like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. So. Yeah. How did it, um, you know, your stint with the heat playing with LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh. Um, talk about that and that experience that year. I came halfway through. Um, like I said, I didn't even know I was going to get traded again. I mean, I knew there was speculation. I, I was in Phoenix, um, and I think the GM was trying to, from Atlanta was trying to change me for, trade me for a few years now. So um, it finally happened. And uh, I remember I was going to the game. Me and my son were going to the game, getting in the car, Driving out there, and I get a call like, hey, Mike, don't come to the arena. I said, why not? Because we have a trade that's 99% done, and we'd rather not Please. have you here at the arena. Yeah. So I was like, okay, to where? They said to the Wizards. I was like, come on, man. You know, <laughs> come on. And, I was, and they told me who I was with, but, I mean, I went there. You know I mean? I, just, I thought I had a lot left. I think they wanted me to go in and mentor John Wall. Um but I thought I had a lot in the tank left still to play. I thought I had like maybe two or three, four years left. And, you know, I wasn't ready for that position yet. You know, there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But how hard was it, Mike? Because you gave up racks. You gave up big yeah. money to get up out of there. How hard was it to give up that money and just to go to a contender? It, I mean, it was, it was definitely tough because it was supposed to be a lockout the next year. And they told me, like, well, we... You can't get a buyout because if if you don't if we don't play next year, you ain't getting the money anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, damn. Well, shit, I, I gotta go. You know what I mean? I gotta go. And I went there. I was there for probably four months, or whatever. It was a different situation. It was um something I wasn't used to. Um there was a lot of pressure to make shots. There's like if you don't make pressure, if you don't make the shots, you're coming out the game. Who's the coach? Um Spolstra. Oh right. okay. So oh, I mean, with the heat. Oh, with the heat. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it was – It was. I only played two games in Washington. Yeah, yeah. I probably played, probably think, 10 minutes a game for two of the games. <laughs> and it dipped. <laughs> I, I was like one for 12. I don't know what I was, but I, I, I got in and got out. But um, it was just hard. Like, you know, if I don't make these shots, I'm coming out the game. And it was a lot of pressure. I mean, I've never been in a situation to where if you don't make shots, you're coming out. I've never played, like, basketball like that before in my life. And it was hard for me. You know, it was hard to kind of – get out there and have that drive to even want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I, like I kind of lost the drive of playing and playing. So I just, you know, I, I figured I was going to end, end there. And Mike Woodson calls me. He's an assistant in New York. Mike, come play one more year. I'm like, Woody, I think I'm done. I don't, I don't think I'm done. I don't want to play no more. So you didn't want to play Mike. You was ready to I, shut I, it down. Yeah, I was, I was done. And then I was just like, I, did, I lost the drive. You know what I mean? Like it took a lot of out of me to, to play like that. Yeah. And, and when he was like, just come play, just come. I was like, I really don't want to. He, 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 he talked me into coming to play. And like I said, it was tough there, but like I said, my mindset was already, you know what I mean? Chilling. So chilling. I, I was, you was chilling, right? You was chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and, and going there and for him to be like, Mike, 
do you want to play today? I'm like, you know, if you, if you need me, <laughs> so you know what, is, what I mean? Woody would ask yeah, you. Like, how you feeling? You because I mean it's my 14 season. You know, I mean, I that's what what he is was a great guy. Like he'll take care. He won't put me in no bad situation to where yeah, you know what I mean. But he but he he knew how I felt coming in and and he was like, how you feel today? And I'm not, you, you, I said, well, shit. If you if you need me, I'll go in. Mm-hmm. But if not, I have no problem cheering the guys on, mm-hmm. giving everybody high fives, talking, giving my knowledge to the guys. I have no problem with that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's why it was some games were here and there. I played some games I wouldn't. And, you know, you put me in at the end and I wouldn't mind going in at the end. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I I, I, I took the role. I knew it was time. And, you know, I mean, it was, it was a great situation. I got to play for the Knicks. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I mean, in the Mecca, yeah. at the Garden, yeah. New York City, you're getting paid. Yeah. OK, hey, I yeah. am not tripping on that setup. But something happened out there, Mike, when you was on the crew, Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity. You mm-hmm. were you did you have a, a um you had a, a good view of that situation for two weeks, right? Yeah. Or how did that work? What do you th- what do you think about that? And how did he just start torching cats, man? It was so we were we played in we played in Golden State like the week before. Mm-hmm. And they were about to cut him on our, before we went back to New York. And they were about to wave him. And then Baron got hurt and I was hurt. Like my lower back was hurt, Baron hurt his knee or something, and we didn't have any point guards, so they brought him back. And so, I don't know if that they, they weren't ready for him, or or what. But he came in, and I mean, it was like like angels in the outfield. Like everything was going his way. The ball hit part of the rim. It ain't supposed to go in. It was going in. I mean, like things were happening like that. Like it was amazing to see. In person, I mean, everybody saw it on TV. But I was front row and center, and I mean, it was, it was just a crazy. It was just crazy to see, man. And, and to keep riding it, and then the Laker game dropped thirty eight, giving Kobe that business on uh, a couple possessions. It was kind of like I, I was, I was blown away, dog. It was different. I think he just has a different style of game. I mean, he's probably about six three, six four. Okay. So I mean, I mean, he he could shoot. You know what I mean, you breaking up a little bit, Mike. Bit, Mike. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. I lost you for a little bit. All right, we good. We back. Okay. Okay, no, in the cap it on on Jeremy Lin, truly one of the the, the greatest performances, uh, two week runs we've ever seen in the NBA yeah. by a guy that we didn't expect it out of. Um, and then so you decide to shut it down. So after the New York season, you end it, and then you 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 segue over into coaching. Talk about the drive, the motivation to coach versus just chill and maybe do something else. I've always coached, you know, I've always coached my son's AAU team since they were nine. Mm-hmm. You know, I coached them until. He left high school as well. But my thing was to make sure um, these kids get the right teaching, get to learn stuff. You know what I mean? So when now I pass them on to their college coach, they could be in front of the eight ball instead of the eight ball, behind the eight ball, mm-hmm. and, and, and be ready for that next level. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I taught them all um, NBA stuff. They all learned NBA stuff, NBA plays, NBA defenses. Um and that's what got them ready for the next level. A lot of people don't teach you nothing, even at the college level. 
um, for just for the teaching that they were getting at the high school level was second to none. We watched, um, we had game day shooting before, you know, you come to, you know, two hours, three hours before the game, get some shots in. We'd watch film. We'd break down films of games, um, study halls. So, I mean, we, I, I was making sure that these kids were getting the right trip to be great players, but also be great men. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's necessary for the OGs in the game to impart their wisdom, their knowledge on the next generation. Because a lot of these kids don't know how to be, you know, they don't know how to do it, Mike. You know, we got yeah. we got to really show them. The I mean, but not, like no one teaches anybody nothing no more. You yeah. know, it's always go out there and play, go out there and play. I remember I was at the Grizzlies um, um, training camp one time and they're running the same stuff that I was teaching the high school. And I, I came out there and I was like, they don't, they don't know that. And they're like, no, nah, they don't know that. I said, it's said, no one teaches them. Then. So they yeah. get here and we got it. It's like starting from scratch. Yeah. So it, it's tough. And, and, and a couple more questions just to kind of wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I want to know about what you're doing now with your, uh, is it, you have an academy, a training academy? Yeah, I mean, that's just for younger kids, like my nephews and stuff. We put something together for them. But me, I'm, I've done the NBA assistant coaching program. Um, I just did some stuff with uh, a friend of mine, Ty Ellis. He used to be the uh, Suns assistant basketball coach and the Stockton Kings head coach for a few years in the G League. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a lot of stuff with him coaching-wise. He brought me to the bubble with him, mm-hmm. um, the G League bubble. Um, brought me out to Walnut Creek. We played against the Ignite team, yeah. me and him with the coaches. So he he has really helped me, you know, try to get in the door. Uh, you know, coaching with him and learning stuff from him. And um, I met him at the NBA coaching program and I just came up to him and was like, Hey, uh, Ty, do you, do you mind if I come out to Stockton and sit in on some meetings or some games? And he said, sure, come on. I mean, he gave me, I sat in film in the film. He gave me the point guards my first day there. Mike, take the point guards. I was like, what you want me to do? And he was like, Shit, you're Mike Bibby. Do shit. Do what you want. You know what I mean? So I got him there. So I mean, he 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 gave me. He, I sat behind the bench at the games. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's like my first taste of the big time, big time coaching I got from Ty. So I'm working on that, trying trying to get my foot in the door, and you know, hopefully, eventually bust in. So and you you feel like uh, your roadmap when you think about your coaching journey, how you're going to get there. Ultimately, you want to get to the league. So you feel like the G League is going to be, you know, paying your dues in the G League and kind of getting in I don't, that I don't way? Mind, like, I don't hold my nose up to nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? I, wanna, I don't mind working either. I work kids in the, my gym in my house every day. You know, I go out there. It's not a matter of, well, I don't feel like doing that. I'm not doing it. I, I mean, I have that drive of trying to get kids better and want them better. And now when they grow up to be down the road, I've had a whole so many high school kid players come back. Every time they see me, hug me. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, you want to have that relationship with these kids. Um, but I have no problem starting from the bar. I told, I tell, I told so many people, let me hand water out. Let me sit on the bench and hand out some water. I have no problem. I'm not. I don't hold my nose up to nothing, Chris. And I just, I want to be able to help, no matter yeah. what it is. Man, I love to hear that approach, man. And that approach is gonna get you far in this game because you know they want to see you pay those dues. And if you're willing, mm-hmm. that's how you yeah, get I have it. no problem with that at yeah, all. That's how you rise to the top. Mike, last question, man. If all the things that you've accomplished in your storied basketball career, and you know, as a man, as a father, businessman, everything that you are, coach, what are you most proud of? I'm proud of just my how 
my kids have become. You know what I mean? Like I said, I grew up with nothing, like didn't with much. And they've had everything they ever wanted. And they're great kids. You know, I'm proud that we raised a great family. Um, and just so I could see my kids passing on and see them get to the next level and, and succeed in whatever they want to do. Man, that's awesome, Mike. Man, thank you so much for joining us today, Mike no Bibby. Uh, we appreciate talking to you, sharing some memories from our Arizona UCLA days, but then we got to touch on some stuff in the NBA too, man. And so uh, I appreciate you coming on, my brother. And uh, maybe appreciate down you the, having me, Chris. N- maybe, maybe down the line we could do it again, man. All right, let me know. I'm here. You got my number, so just hit me whenever you want. All right, for sure. Thank I appreciate so it, Chris. Thank All you. Right, brother. Have a good weekend. You too, man. Talk to yeah. you soon. All right. Yep. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.